Hi there. Hi there from three different time zones. <laughs> that that is the most time zones at Silhouettes JV podcast as ever. This is a record. I agree. This is a record. And records are made to be broken. Records are made to be records. Sherry. Brill building. Record 45. It all Wait, comes and together. And we're back. And we're back. Yes. Welcome to Silhouettes JV podcast. I am Gia Toxie. And I am David Benaria. We are your hosts of the deepest Deepest. dive into jersey boys thank you bobby oh oh, there we go and uh the deepest dive into jersey boys you have ever taken you ever will take you are currently taking with the sun the moon and the stars along with the one all right yes and this is our 43rd episode which is wild yes Woo! yeah the crowd goes wild here it is here it's true (laughs) with with uh, well our friend who is back tony nominated jay robert spencer is here and and OG Miles Aubrey is here as well Woo! in the Zoom studio. studio. There we go. Yes. <laughs> so, as you all know, J. Robert Spencer, Tony nominated for Next to Normal, um, originated Nick Massey in the original Broadway company. Yes. yes. Um, a guitar player extraordinaire. Bobby came, uh, we, we all came together and we did a benefit concert for Feeding America. That was an amazing concert. Played some original tunes, played some Next to Normal, played some. Uh, Jersey Boys, it was some country. It was all great. Yep. I that, love was a, that, was a, that was a great online concert. I really enjoyed that. I'm glad yeah, that we, we were able to do that. Us yes, too. Us it too. it came, came together. Th- and thank you to Howard Tucker for putting that all together. Yes, too. of course. And um, listen, as Frankie says, it was all great. And of course, <laughs> we got Miles Aubrey, who uh, he was doing Ring of Fire um, when, when Bobby Spencer brought him on board to Jersey Boys. And he played Norm Waxman. Um, and, and Jip DiCarlo. Co- you covered Jip and Nick Massey, right? Yes. And uh, I covered Gaudio on the first national. Whoa! Oh, there you Broadway. have it. Yes. I actually sang Cry for Me back in the awesome. day. Awesome. Uh, hey. Miles. I did not know York, that. I That's covered Nick and Jip. Oh wow! There wow. Well, you well, you're, you guys are right. You guys are right. You know, Miles was doing Ring of Fire uh, with um, all that great, um, great actor. I'm blanking on his name right now. Come on, Jared. Um, Jared Emick. Yes, Jared Emick. yes. Jared Emick was in yeah. that, and I saw y'all's preview, yeah. and uh, I just knew I was like, shoot, this isn't going to last. And I think it lasted <laughs> how how long? How long did it last, Miles? Uh, I want to say it was somewhere like six weeks, seven weeks. Six weeks. So <laughs> when I knew it was closing, it was I can't. I know Donnie was Donnie Kerr was leaving our show, and we needed immediate replacement. And you were in town because you were doing this Ring of Fire that was closing. I was like, guys, yep. got to get Miles Aubrey. And I was like, you got to get Miles Aubrey. He can do it all. And I told him that we had known each other since 2001. We had done a show down at the uh, Grand Old Opry in Nashville. Yeah. And luckily, you went in and kicked ass and you got the gig, man. Ooh, thank goodness. Ooh. That, was a, that was a game changer. And, and, and really, to this day, Bobby, I have always, Eric and I both have always 
thanked you so yeah. much for making that introduction to Tara Rubin and mentioning me to her and just putting me on their radar. And, Richard uh, Hester, too, was a big play in that. Uh, I gave uh, your Mr. stuff directly to Richard, and yeah. he was just totally like, oh, sure. So great. And big I, player. You know, they put me out on the first national for about a year. Yeah. And wow. And I was, I'll be honest, I was about ready to just put my notice in because I was away from my wife. And I was just like, I've been out a year and a half. I need to go back to New York, be together. And and then Donnie booked Billy Elliot and left. Mm-hmm. And there then you have it. just in time. And then Man. I was there for another seven and a half years in New York. So wow. Seven and a half. Good. Seven Amazing. and a half. When when were you on the tour? I started the first national. So that was Oh, okay. When we started in San Francisco. Right. The, okay. Oh the, wow. Nice. National. And then I did that for, you know, about I don't know, about a year and a half. And then and then they moved to New York in like, I don't know, summer of two thousand eight. We just saw your good friend Chris Colley Jones do Jersey Boys oh. up in St. Louis. Oh yeah! Oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to go. He was he was our Frankie out on the first national. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, so then you did you did Broadway. I saw you play Norm three times. Oh, um, thank fucking, you. Fucking fucking amazing man. Oh. <laughs> well, watch, I, I, watch your mouth. It'll probably be the greatest <laughs> of my life. And here's just a little something. I, I just realized I have this on my desk here. This is the, must, the mustache. <gasps> what? <laughs> my first national tour, Norm mustache. And they signed it, wow. it when I left the tour to go to New York. So I look that's at it so great. Oh, that's really awesome. That's wonderful. Now, yes, I want to point out, I will want to point out, because you all don't know, but now you will, behind Miles is a portrait of a donut poster. <laughs> now, now I'm just gonna say, Miles is a huge donut fiend. He loves donuts. So, Miles, what is the significance of that poster behind you, please? I know, and it's you know my stupid ring lights causing reflection. But this is, <laughs> this is Fox's Donut Den, which is a, a really great old school donut store here in Nashville. It's been here, you know, forty, fifty years, and it's one of my favorite donut shops in Nashville. So, yeah, that's the donut den. Yeah. And, uh, wow. You know, now we know. I, I am so picky with my donuts. Like, <laughs> I, 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 it's just like, Dunkin' Donuts don't even, don't even with no, me. That's not, it, that's not it. That's not, I love Krispy Kreme, but I have Glad yet to find that. a, yes, thank you. I have yet to find a good, you know, local donut really? shop that I like because. No donuts. I, you see, I, I don't, I don't love it though. No, it's, no. it's like one of those, those gourmet donuts, yeah. kind of like gourmet cupcakes. You know, they're that, that weird family. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like dough a lot. Um, and then we were there, my wife and I were there about three weeks ago in the city for a couple of days. And, uh, I noticed that they were gone from the city kitchen there on 44th and 8th. So I don't know oh. if they closed during the pandemic or what. Oh, geez, um, probably. They actually probably. reopened. So the one I know, oh. there's one in Flatiron and there's one in Astoria that opened over oh. the summer. Okay. And what part of yeah. town do you live? Where do you guys live? So I live in Manhattan. We're in we're in my okay. apartment right now on okay. Colum- in Columbus Circle and she lives in Astoria. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can send you a list of great donuts in New York. <laughs> uh, please, please, because yes. all, all, Miles Aubrey sponsored by all of the donut shops in New literally, York. Literally, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't keep trekking all the way to Times Square every time I want a fucking donut. You know. Uh, so, <laughs> hey, Bobby. By the way, you're yes. you're in Oregon, right? I am. So, how close are you to Portland? I'm close, but Voodoo Donuts is 15 minutes from me. All right. Well, <gasps> 
Blue Star Donuts is where it's at. Before. Oh, Blue Ooh. Star Donuts, absolutely. It's in the airport, PDX. In fact, it's it's really <laughs> Blue Star Donuts, absolutely. Yeah. We were just talking about the other day. We were like, we prefer Blue Star to Voodoo. But anyway, all right, no more donuts. Right. Back to music. Right. Yes. Back to music. So, you guys. Cavities. <laughs> absolutely. So, you guys are doing some shows. You guys are playing together. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it was, I asked Miles to join me. I had been working on a show prior to COVID and my management team called me in at the, towards the uh, end of 2019. We're like, Hey, we know you can put together a show, put together a show. Come on. You know, with the amount of people that we've met over the years and the supporters we have as the Midtown men, uh, you know, I know if you put together something, we could, we could book it. So there was five people that were supporting me and like, yeah, we'll book Bobby. So I put together this show, and then when COVID happened, that show didn't happen. That show was originally five band members behind me, and I was definitely telling what I am, which is the story of 7,000 Miles of Broadway, a yellow station wagon with wood paneling with the greatest eight-track stereo and car radio on the planet, and listening to it uh, driving down the highway, moving from state to state with my parents and my sisters. And at that time, the music was incredible because i was listening to what i sing at the midtown men the mobs and the papas the turtles the zombies the rascals but now you got to think about the 70s whether it was country or rock it was peter frampton or jackson brown or willie nelson or george jones Mm -hmm. so there's all this eclectic variety that i was listening to as we were cruising across the country and so that was the form of it covid hit now i pick up my acoustic guitar a lot more than normal and now i start working on my show more and then it starts transforming more into I don't know, just transformed into something I felt more comfortable with, you know, rather than doing like more of a jazzy standard show with five musicians, I was really simplifying it down to just myself and thinking a piano. And then the more online shows I did, I was kind of workshopping this thing. And then when it came time, when we booked these gigs in Texas, I was really like, I I promise you, I'm sorry to be so long winded about it, but it was a long process for me to function and go, what do I want? Do I want a piano? Do I want a full band? What do I want? And I finally was like, I want a guitar. I want a guitar. I need a guitar for what I need to do. And I need one of the best guitar players and singers that I know. And that's Miles. And there's also this personal history we have with Jersey Boys. There's that instant connection that we can bring to the table when we perform our show. We have a country connection back in 2001 because we did an original production directed by Gabriel Barry and produced by uh, Carolyn Rossi Copeland called Stand By Your Man about the story of George Jones and Tammy Wynette. Now, it was 2001, and I am a drummer since fourth grade, so that's one of my special skills. So when this casting call came for, they need a drummer and an actor for this show that's going to Nashville to perform at the Ryman Auditorium. I was like, are you kidding me? The Grand Ole Opry? Say what? So I go into the New York audition. At the time, I had really long hair and a full beard. And uh, I sang a song of my acoustic. I sang Take It Easy by the Eagles. And then David Aww. Lutkin, our music director, I sat down behind the drum set and he said, no, any George Jones. <laughs> and we went right into, you know, the race is on. And I got the gig. Fast forward to the rehearsal room. I There is Miles. There are all these other Nashville musicians who can all play the crap out of their guitars and their instruments, but also act really, really great. And we're with this amazing director. And to be honest with you, 
in 2001, Stand By Your Man was the Jersey Boys before Jersey Boys. And had mm. we gone to Broadway, we would have been the Jersey Boys for, before Jersey Boys. Swear to God, it was that great of yeah. a show that Gabriel Barry yeah. was putting together. Because he and Dez, yeah. as directors, are different but similar. They're similar in the structure of they like it to be like seamless and go, 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 right? Yeah. But they're still different in their whole approach to directing. But stylistically, I think they're so similar. Uh, but Gabriel put together this incredible show of at least 35 different songs that I had to learn on drums. And I was also had a click track. So I did, I did go like and put yeah. everybody into the show. Oh. So there I was to this day. I think it's one of the best. It's it, even though, yes, Jersey Boys and Next to Normal. I know it. They're great. But I have a special connection to that show, to performing in Nashville on that stage and. And that's what my show discusses this time around, which is, you know, my roots come from the farms. My mom and pop up had a farm. My grandfather, John Spencer, had a feed store. So there was this huge connection to farmland and to country music and to going back for family vacations and, and holidays. And everybody had a guitar and was singing. And that just came at a time when I needed to hear it. So when I was putting the show together and structuring it more in this fashion of more country, more rock, more Broadway, rather than just standard, whatever jazz or whatever, it just took like a turn and it's hard to not be self-indulgent talking about yourself. So that's what I've tried to do. And with miles coming on board, he can give me anything. I'm like, I want rockabilly. He can play it. I want country. He can play it. I want Broadway. He can play it. I want Jimmy Webb. He can play it on piano. So it has opened up my creative outlet of like, Oh, now that I have Miles, I can do this. So I don't know. I, I This sucker is this long-winded, but it has evolved more than I thought. My friend Thomas will be stage managing, and uh, we have a lot of imagery that will be going on behind us. But I don't know. I, I wanted to do something that was – that was that. Uh, I think people are going to walk away really enjoying the show based off of the songs I've selected, based off of the storylines and the stories involved. But also there's a lot of nice intimate moments that Miles and I can just share together on stage. And also we open up with five songs, just slam it out. We don't do anything but slam it out. I'm on drums. He's on guitar. And we very black keys it at the very top of this show. So it's a very black keys thing. So Miles, you talk now. I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just, I'm just so tickled that you thought of me. Um, you know, like, like you said, Bobby and I go back, you know, 20 years and, I have such fond memories of that show and of Bobby. Um, he was a force in that show. He, he was hilarious. He was a super talented actor, great drummer. We had a great time. And, you know, a lot of shows of the last two years have been sort of derailed by the pandemic. This was a show that was derailed by 9-11. You know, 9-11 literally happened like, you know, the day before our opening night and it cha changed everything the trajectory of that show. And, um, but it's, it's, it's really wonderful. I think in this day and age when you can, when you can have a full circle moment and here's Bobby and I, 20 years later, we did, we worked at the Ryman together in this country musical. We did Jersey boys together and we did actually overlap for a little while. Um, uh -huh. and they moved me, uh, he was still there. And I remember I was starting to cover Nick. So I had to shadow you a few times and follow you around Aww. and all that, take the notes. <laughs> and, um, which was really special. And, um, so, and here we are all these years again, later, 
And now we're going to perform together and sort of revisit Jersey Boys memories, revisit some country memories, just rock together, just a couple of dudes, you know, on the road. And I, I just, you know, I'm kind of a sentimental guy anyway. Well, I'm a, I, no, not kind of. I really am a sentimental guy. And so this is going to be really special for me. And uh, so I'm just excited to be a part of it and uh, to offer Bobby whatever support he needs. You know, like I said, if he wants me to play piano in this song, I'm going to do it. If he wants me to rock some guitar, I'll do it or or get off stage and get out of the way. I'm going to do that, too. So, you know, it's going to be great. It's nice, too. It's nice having Miles, too, because he's a great singer. And uh, we opened with Johnny Be Good. Like a rock, nice. rock, a rockabilly version of that into Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan, into Elvis's Baby, What Do You Want Me To Do, into some Tom Petty, mm-hmm. into an acoustic version of Maya's Adored You. And then we get into the <gasps> stories in the show. So we just wanted to kind of slam oh. it out like Austin City that's, Limits. That got him. That's the one that got him. Yeah. But as I'm learning well, the Texas, well, as I'm learning the Texas shuffle on the drums for the Pride and Joy Stevie Ray song, I've been practicing that for a very long time. And when you try to sing on top of that Texas shuffle, I finally said last night, I called Miles. I go, Miles, will you please just sing this Stevie Ray Vaughan song at the top of the show <laughs> so I can just be a drummer? And that's the thing. It's like, I, I you know, I, I uh, that's the kind of show I want to have. I want to have it be very personal, which it is. But also it's like, I want Miles like, hey, man, take this song because you can. Just do it. Just sing it. I don't care. It's not, a, even though the show is about me it, it, I'm trying, I want, I always want to incorporate as much of, I can, as I can of all the talent on the stage. And what I love about when I have been doing the Midtown Man is I have so much opportunity to do that to the seven guys behind us that jam out, you know, and, and I always have loved that kind of Dean Martin, loose Frank Sinatra, Johnny Carson kind of vibe. And that's also, even though our show is structured, I also, like I was telling Miles today, we had an hour rehearsal. I was like, hey, when I get to the spot, just wait till I point to you and then go. You know, I mean, even though it's structured, there's a loose to it because I know he knows his gig. I don't have to worry about him. I don't have to worry if he's going to play it right or not. And knowing that he, you know, that's the nice thing when you're trying to put together a show like this. You have to be the director and the producer and think about everything that you're trying to do and hope that everyone will enjoy it. You also have people on your team where you have to go, hey, man, just grab the wheel and go. Yeah. You know, and and I can do that with Miles and with Thomas Cabot, our stage manager. So thank goodness, you know. And I I think and this might be like so obvious or so like, but, you know, as we get older and as we get more in touch with ourselves and our talents and our passions and what we can do. We, you know, that's like the meaning of being a professional, you know, like when, when, when you're, when you're a professional, you know what you're doing and you can trust. And like, as, as a colleague, you can trust that the professional next to you, especially one, you know, especially like two people like you guys who are so connected and are so bonded, you trust each other implicitly. Yeah. Just take the wheel and go. It's also because, well, Miles is is a truly great musician and we speak the same language. Like when we work together, I go, you know, man, I I wanted to like the 1950s section when I'm talking about it. Yeah. It's like, can you, I don't know, play like a Buddy Holly or Everly Brothers? He goes, yeah. Plays, I go, okay, yeah, that. So it's, it's, if I ask it, we can hear it. And uh, I don't know, today was a really, I mean, we've, we've been rehearsing, like we meet once a time on FaceTime every like couple couple months have been for the last month and a half i should say oh. but today's rehearsal really kind of to me was like oh yeah okay good Absolutely. and so you guys haven't even rehearsed in person yet no yeah. that's the wow. thing it's all being rehearsed right here it's been a few hours that day you know the day of the show but uh <laughs> you know i mean it's it's one of the things that um 
is sort of my niche in this business. I, I have two careers that are separate. I'm an actor and I'm also just a sideman, a touring musician, a session musician. And so, you know, I've always prided myself on being one of those musicians who can just go with the flow and you have to, you have to be able to just, you know, take a solo when somebody points to you and be ready. You have to be able to, you know, add a tag or double the chorus or end it, you know, just, you have to be ready. And so I love that. I love having a little structure, knowing kind of what's going on and then just going for it. I love that. So we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to have a blast. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So you 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 guys are all going to be alternating instruments and everything. He's yeah. he is going to be solely like uh, he's going to have a couple of songs where he is on piano, and yeah. most of the time he is on either electric or uh, acoustic. And for me, I am like on the drums, and then I'm standing, you know, just there, just conveying the song and the message and whatnot. So yeah. Mm-hmm. You may play acoustic on a couple of tapes. Oh, I do do. We're going to yeah. do it's What's fun is that one of the things yeah. that uh, I was talking to Miles about, we had such a great time in, in Nashville. And one of the greatest things that we're going to be able to do is just sit there with our acoustics together on stage. And because when we were working on that show in Nashville, you have to understand we were with Jim Lauderdale, Grammy award winning bluegrass country artist, Jim Lauderdale, who's playing George Jones, all these other great Nashville musicians. And at the end of, when we were rehearsing the show in Flat Rock, um, Flat Rock, North Carolina, North Carolina, yeah. for Flat about Rock, three weeks before we went to the Rhymers, it was kind of like a out of town tryout working. Yeah. I think before the Rhymers, yeah. and it was there. We get done with that show in front of that little, maybe 150 seat little house. Mm-hmm. The audience loved that show, and then we'd go on the back porch, have beer, mm-hmm. and we'd Best. pass the guitar around. And yeah. everybody would play a song. I remember Miles would play his original country songs. And when he'd get done, all those country boys were like, oh, my damn, Miles. What in tarnation. That's a good song, man. That's a good song. <laughs> I mean, really, Miles has been writing songs for years. And um, uh, honestly, all of us on that porch, even back in 2001, jaws were to the floor like, do you write that? Holy crap, man. You know, shoot, that's good. And I remember our Nashville musicians kept trying to stump people. And and, uh, like David Lutkin, (laughs) David Lutkin knew every country song, you know, that slide guitarist Kevin would try to stump him every time. And Lutkin was like a country jukebox. So that's a great section of our show where we can kind of talk about this. And then we're going to play some Merle Haggard, some Willie Nelson, some George. Yeah. Yeah. So it's fun. It's a good moment. Have you guys been to Nashville before? Never. I no. need to go. I'm dying to go. Oh my gosh, Tennessee. Yeah. I think yeah. the farthest south. I I I don't know. Have you been farther south than Missouri? Yes. So my dad actually lived in Blairsville, Georgia. Mm. Do you ever go oh. there in the Blue Ridge yeah. Mountains? Yeah. Okay. So I, I I've been to Tennessee once. I was at a Walmart in Tennessee on the border. <laughs> but that's about it. <laughs> no, but we've been dying to go to, to Tennessee. And and what's cool about like, how you guys are working together, you both sound like you're like the Brian Wilson of your own little group. You know? <laughs> no, it's true. Because it, what you're saying about being a studio, as like a studio musician, I really never got a taste of that until I watched Love and Mercy. Oh, that's Have you seen that movie. movie? Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Paul Excellent. Dano knocks it out of the park. Yeah, I agree. No doubt. So no good. Doubt. Yeah, yeah. yeah stu- studio and, musicians, session musicians are. And you do the have to know everything. Best of the best, and and you know some some of those musicians are playing on Broadway every night. Right. You know, oh, yeah. and the, the, these people who can just come in and sub 
on a show that they've never ever played before. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. comic I call them kamikaze sight readers. Yeah. You know, it's just oh, yeah. nuts. Yes, yeah. and yep. the fact that you're you are ready for everything. I think that's something that a lot of people might be afraid of to do, yeah. and like, it, it, and it's it's just it's such a discipline. So I think taking I, the I, leap, so taking the yeah, leap, I mean, and I, I, yeah. I've always said that if 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 life ever brought me back to New York at this point, I would be happy just to be a pit guitar player. Uh, yeah. I love that work. I did some of that before, actually, in between Ring of Fire and Jersey Boys. I I played did some pit work playing guitar in Altar Boys. Oh, nice! Right there at New World stages back in the day. And, wow! Um, I think that was and, stage uh, one too. No way! Yeah. Hey, Miles, will you please yeah. just say because Chris Stapleton's one of the greatest country artists that's come out in several years. We just talk a skosh about the last couple years back when you were actually on the road performing yeah. with a country artist and then yeah. you got to open for stapleton can you tell us a little i just want to know i want everyone yes, to know and here in fact i called miles at some point i go okay come on chris stapleton tell me something so tell us something <laughs> is he well, a son I'm, of a bitch I've got a, I've got a poster on the wall in here from from the tour because i was able to i was playing for another artist and we opened for stapleton for about two weeks Wow, uh, it was a real treat. So, um, we did we did at least one show in New York, actually, maybe on your Islip. But um, yeah. So you know, we, we how does he how does he hook up? What's his gear? Tell me. You're like Bobby. <laughs> What's his like, It's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so simple. He's like he plays like a Fender Jazzmaster straight into like a Princeton. He now he may have up you know he may have changed his rig since then, but it's still basically guitar amp. You know, couple of pedals, nothing much. Little, small band and he just kills it he's just he's so good his song that's all she wrote voice is so good he doesn't need anything else he doesn't need any any fancy Mm -hmm. theatrics you know but you know we moved back here in 2015 just about six years ago and um i was fortunate to go on the road um and um you know open for the likes of miranda lambert chris stapleton um willie nelson um dwight yoakam Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. Uh, Whoa! You know, did the did the thing. You know, like um, yeah. <laughs> we're in the UK. Went to Australia, Canada, um, and that was great. That was nice because you know my life has always been these phases. Like, okay, I'll go do theater for a few years, and I'll come and I'll play guitar, <laughs> and, and then then I do shows like Jersey Boys where I get to act and play guitar. Um, and so it was kind of nice to be back in just sort of musician mode for a few years, you know, mm-hmm. just focus on that. Just, you know, yeah. nothing but play guitar. And so I had, I've had, I've been fortunate the last few years to stay busy. What was cool at the Midtown when we're somewhere in Florida. Yeah, that's right. Woke up in the morning. <laughs> I woke up in the morning. I'm in the lobby because I'm always up early. I'm in the lobby oh. having coffee. And there is Miles Arby going, Bobby. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> what are you doing here? And he goes, I'm on tour. I got a radio thing we're driving to. What are you doing here? It's like, I performed there last night. We're leaving for another gig right now. So there we were in the lobby of this yeah. place in Florida, man. Amazing. That was about three or four years ago. I don't know, three or four years ago, whatever. But we bumped into each other right there in Florida. Uh, that's right. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. then and then you guys, Midtown Men, performed a couple times in Oxford, Mississippi. Yes, we did. Where my dad and my stepmom live and they she books the at the Ford Center and you guys get to meet my dad. So yeah. You they know, came backstage, on. yeah. Each other I around, you know? so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a cool move though, that you went from Jersey Boys to just playing, just being a musician. Because um, you can handle all of it, but the fact that you went on that uh, trajectory, I was just like, oh, 
I was like, perfect. You know, it really just like, it was like, you're like a good country Keith Richards, you know? Well, yeah. you're not a Keith, I don't think you're Keith Richards as far as like, you know, like the partying. But, you know, you're that, you're that, you're that, that amazing, like, um, you're that Richie Sambora, you know, that people want when they're on stage. You're that, that guy, man, that everybody, you're the Obi-Wan on, with the guitar, baby. Come on. Come on. You're the Obi-Wan with the guitar. That's Obi-Wan with the guitar. Keith, Perfect. Keith yeah. Richards with the mustache. Yes. <laughs> with the so waxy mustache. Well, also, anyway. wait, can we talk about, like, I love that we're talking about country music because I feel like that, of course, with Jersey Voice, just not something that really comes up a lot and particularly for for like the new englanders like everyone just brushes off country music but and and the fact that bobby when you said that the show you worked on in 2001 was is like could have been the next jersey boys why isn't there right why aren't there country Country music is storytelling it is all storytelling and beautiful melodies and beautiful lush chord structures i'm like this need, this needs to happen. And yeah, talk about a niche, right, Miles? Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's unbelievable what you can do. Well, I, you know, I I won't I won't uh, uh, say too much, but um, I am next year. I think doing a, working on a new uh, Dolly Parton uh, musical. Uh, la la. la. Directed by our friend Gabe Barry, uh, Bobby. Oh, yeah. So another full circle thing. And, it is. Uh, so it's in development. It's early on. We may do a little mm. out of town in Florida and they may try to get it to New York soon. It's a small, like two person off Broadway, you know, kind of thing. But it has Dolly Parton music as her blessing, I, I believe. That's so, amazing. Um, really? Are you, are you going to be in it? Are you playing? <laughs> are you? You know, it's early. But I think the plan right now is I would be music director, playing guitar in the band, and then step out and do some roles similar to the Tammy Wynette, similar to Mm -hmm. even Jersey Boys in some ways, you know, a little bit of those. That's, I I love when a music director is not at the keys. I'm I'm not at the keys, not conducting. It's so, so Charlie Rosen, who is a Broadway music director and also does arrangements and orchestrations, um, most namely, or, and recently Be More Chill, um, on Broadway, um, he plays the, I mean, he plays everything, but like his main instrument is the bass. So he's like, he he does all these shows at 54 below. He's, he's like, he's conducting, but he's also like, he's playing upright bass and it is one of the coolest. Yeah. It is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. So that's crazy. I mean, I mean, honestly, piano is the one that makes sense because you can, you can, it makes the most sense. Exactly. Exactly. When, when I, I was in Nashville and we were rehearsing, upright bass made me think of this brad alban is the musician's name he was our upright bass player he played several roles in that show yeah. tammy Wynette, that stand by your man yeah. but this guy's played with vince gill this guy's played with everybody i'm only mentioning vince because that's the only name i can think of but you have to understand that i was a new york actor musician hadn't sat behind a drum set in a long time and when you don't you lose your pocket you could like be a little too fast a little too slow sure. and brad alban was always so awesome and patient with me. <laughs> I've never recalled Brad's voice going above a five. That's Brad. And he yeah. he had this upright bass. He'd be playing. He and he would always say to me, "Kick back a little bit." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he go, "There you go. There it is. There it is." And sounds and, like a bassist. As the show went on, I found my pocket more and more. I got my pocket oh. back, my click back, because awesome. of Brad. 
That's Brad awesome. was really uh, detrimental to that. He was instrumental to that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and um, he was instrumental to that. And uh, I, it's just one of those fond memories. I, I have so many, but I can just, you know, here, here I am. Like, I'm like, okay, I'm learning. Like I've got a brush in this hand. Right. Because most of that country, George, is that. It's got a lot. Right. That's thing. So that with Brad next to me, that again, that was just a great learning experience. You just have to have no ego and yeah. just trust this Nashville group, man, because I was the I was, you know, the rock and roller. Right. You know? And it wasn't I really didn't even get back into country until COVID. Like on my yeah. guitar, I only I actually didn't know any country when I got my guitar and I started playing that thing and learning. I was just I spent the time actually just writing and learning my songs. Right. And uh, yeah. And it wasn't until COVID. I, you know, that's when I brought out the Jim Croce, the John Denver, the uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. Rogers, the Garth Brooks, the Allison Chains. <laughs> We're yeah. not doing Allison Chains in our show, but I was, I was just hitting it all. So yeah. again, in the course of that, it made me go, you know what? I can't over country my show because, but I have to have country part of my show because it's part of me. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah. You know? It's part so. of you and it's a part of your relationship with miles yes and totally really all ties everything together yeah. and before and we the go, american guys, fabric you know? yes, yes it does yeah. it does so before we go any further for anyone who is listening to us that lives in texas right now where is this show going to be oh i don't have my information in front of me <laughs> I should have pulled up. no i know that no worries no worries no miles is pulling up november 16th we'll be yeah. in college station texas at the rudger what's it called the Rudder Theater? Rudder yeah, Theater. Theater. Thank you. Yeah, the Rudder, R-U-D-D-R. Now, the thing that's amazing, we've sold over 800 seats at that theater. We're very wow. happy and very nervous. That's a good chunk of crap out. That, that, that is interested in seeing my little ditty of a of a self indulgent that's show. More, that's, that's more than a, a, some of the broad, some of the Broadway theaters. Yeah, but yeah. the November 18th at the Hills Performance Hall at the Eisman Center. In Richardson, of, Texas. in Richardson, that one has ninety-three tickets sold. Now, all right, okay, so all right, guys, performance hall. Oh, as of now, ahead, as of now, we have two weeks as left. But now. here's the deal. Yeah, two weeks. I left. actually talked to Miles about this today because over the last week, I've been watching the the sales and stuff. And you know what was so great about the people at the Eisman Center? They're supporters of the Midtown Men, and they're supporters of me. And they literally were they had booked me, but COVID canceled that concert. So while we're in College Station, we made a call like, hey, can we, we're in College Station, can we come to Richardson? And the people there were so nice and said, you know what, our black box, our small studio black box is booked. But let's roll the dice. Let's try to book you in the big room. Why not? We don't care. Let's go for it. So with their blessing, we went for it. Now at the moment, hey, you know, marketing hasn't worked out, whatever, they're doing everything they can. 93 tickets have sold. So I called and I was saying, maybe we should pull this show. And then I'm driving around the car yesterday thinking, talking to myself like I do. And I go, you know what? What bums me out is that there's actually 93 people interested in hearing what I had to say. Right. And I'm like, I want 93 people to see this. So I, Miles and I had my rehearsal today. And in the midst of it, I told him just that. I go, you know, it makes bum me out. I was like, I don't want to cancel because there's actually 93 people that, that want to see the show. I mean, you know, so yeah. the Eisman Center, are the same. they feel the same way. They're like, just go for it. Yeah. You know, let's just do it not worry about it my management team's like hey it gives you a second opportunity to do your show a second time and i'm like exactly yeah right. let's do it so miles had the same energy and attitude i did which is like hey 93 and, people you know, is 93 people 
There's still exactly. two weeks, so more people are going to buy tickets. You know, people wait to the last minute sometimes. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, so- love they love to wait. Yes, especially now because everyone's figuring out everything. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, but I'll They'll tell you, up. you know, it's uh, you know, thankfully at least here in New York, um, people aren't you know a lot of people aren't afraid to come out. You know, we've we've been to a few yeah. shows, a few Broadway shows, a few off Broadway shows, nice. and G has G has been in some comedy shows, and thankfully there have been. A lot of people showing up, so so we know that people. You doing stand up or something? You doing stand up? I'm in so a little bit, but I'm in a sketch comedy troupe. Oh, that's so cool. See, yeah. okay, Thanks. good. That's great. Yeah, hope Thank that's you. going well for you. Yeah, she Go has. Drink. She has, she has yeah. her. She has her next show tomorrow night. Um, and wow. um, so everyone, yeah. I, the Eisman Center. Let's fill. Yes. Let's fill up that fucking hall right there. November eighteenth, seven thirty p.m. Guys, seven hundred miles to Broadway. Seven thousand. Seven thousand. And I can't use that as a plug because you sit. You, <laughs> you did the F bomb. That was very. We can totally saying, do it again. I, I was saying I can't use that for a commercial plug because you dropped the. F-bomb. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. And you know yeah. what? If you're if if like we we will we'll separate this part for you, but everyone who is watching the who is watching or listening to this yeah. podcast, you're gonna get a double plug. Double I plug. sure hope that some people are in Texas are listening because I, I you know I I don't want to <laughs> jinx anything. I'm nervous about my show. And I'm no. also excited at the same time. And I've spent so many hours thinking about it and constructing it and, and you know the thing is i have i'm 52 i've been doing this a very long time so is miles we both have done different journeys and this and that yet the same in so many ways so when i'm constructing a show the majority of my time i'm a quiet individual thinking it all out of my head and most of the time if it works in my head it'll work on the stage and i kind of oh. feel that this show's really going to work on the stage and i'm really hoping and optimistic that uh that i'll be right <laughs> well i i i remember when we when, when we were putting together our you know our, our online show uh you know all, all the meetings uh-huh. that we had um yeah. it was it was just so important to get that feel to get you know which songs we wanted to play for that and you know mm-hmm. th- it worked in your head and, and it worked, it worked you know yeah it's so and- funny you guys mentioned that because miles and i are doing doing the same thing like how you the three of us worked getting ready for that online show we would send like text messages of us talking hey bobby it's me hey gia what's up david and then hey miles i'm like miles you know what i want to do here's what we're going to do we're going to do an acoustic version of my eyes adored you you know and we're going to do and then i and then i sing it to him well you know because it it, it, it's interesting because i've had a long time to think about it i'm trying i think about as much as i can because i I want to put on the best show I can. Uh, and again, without trying to be self-indulgent, it's hard. How do you talk about yourself without being self-indulgent? Well, you just got to speak through it and play great music and just <laughs> hit the highlights. And uh, I'm really happy with what we chose. And the, the roster is literally, again, Johnny Be Good and a Pride and Joy. Baby, what do you want me to do? You wreck me. My eyes adored you. Texas in my soul. We got some no, no, Nanette from my high school. Hey. I know. I, I just, it's one of those things, high school musical. You know, when I was in high school, no, no, Nanette. We got a song from that. We got a song from uh, that leads us into my travels into New York, another Broadway show. We got Finian's Rainbow. We have Sideshow. Oh. Uh, we ah. have obviously Jersey Boys and uh, Next to Normal, and uh, in the midst of that, we've got this again great uh, grand old Opry section where we just get to tell some personal stories between each other and sing some Wichita great Lyman. Wichita Lyman, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. So 
I'm 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 thrilled to sing this this stuff, and I also feel like it's a good balance of Broadway, yeah. and every mm-hmm. other every other song going on. What do you think, Mike? song, I. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I, no, I think it's a great balance. I think it's a great balance. And as I told you today, Bobby, people people eat up hearing stories behind the scenes. They want to oh, know yeah. what it was like. Oh, yeah. They want to know what it was like when you were disappointed with this or when this yeah. thing happened. They, they, they just want to hear your stories. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, the people that know you and know your career, that know you did Next to Normal, know your Tony now, know you did Jersey Boys, know Midtown Men. They'll they'll just be enraptured by just sitting and, and listening, and then you know we'll we'll entertain them with some some picking and some singing at the same yeah. time. It's gonna be it's gonna be perfect. Yeah, you want, cool. want to hear something funny? My friend Ashley a million Thank years you. ago wow. told me. Uh, my friend Ashley a million years ago told me that No No Nanette. It's like it's one of those shows. Like if you're young and you're just starting, you can say like you were on a national tour of No No Nanette. And they'll believe you you because (laughs) no one knows. Like, no, it's like one of those musicals. No no one knows. Like Brigadoon, No, No, Nanette. No, so it's like I was, I was on the second national tour of No, No, Nanette. Oh, really? Yeah, we ran from. You can make up. I I was was an actual. I was. And there it is. The thing that's nice is that is that um, that show meant a lot to me when I was a kid, and the reason that we bring it into the show is because I talk about college and then I mentioned, but I didn't want to go to, and I think I said this maybe in our online show or, or another one. And the storyline is always like, I never actually wanted to go to college. My dad forced me to go to college. And I went to see the high school counselor who was like, well, you know, you sing, you dance, you do all this acting on stage. You know, why don't you audition for Shenandoah? And that's in the show when we start bringing in. And my first song was from my first lead in my high school musical, Known in Annette. So there's this personalization to it, but also it's great music. And that particular yeah. song that I chose that kind of came out accidentally, and that's what's happened as I've been trying to get ready for Miles and I had to get ready. Also knowing I can't keep throwing changes at Miles, even though I haven't been. Yeah, However, if I do, <laughs> he, he fluctuates with it. He, he's oh, the kind yeah. of guy that you want in your corner if you want to change it they can do it they don't have they don't even hiccup or speed bump they're like yeah no problem so mm-hmm. so i knew i didn't have to worry about that but once i started singing you know i want to be happy but i won't be happy mm-hmm. and i was like oh i was like that fits perfect right there in that show so it just comes through accidental moments and looking through oh, I, for this show i've actually found three old notebooks that I've written in various spots over the past 21 months. And so that's what happened in the last several weeks. I've like, Oh, I forgot about, I forgot about that spot. Oh, I got to write that in there. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, Nanette. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, it's been fun to do. And um, I'm just so glad that miles is going to be with me. I'm so glad that people are going to be able to hear his guitar playing. I'm so glad they're going to get to hear what I've known for all these years, which is this is one of the most talented men uh, in the business. And I'm very excited to, to share that. I really am. I really Mm -hmm. am. I love the musicians I have on the road with me. Midtown man, anytime I can to just like spotlight those guys. I love that. I love that because I suppose it's grown up watching the greats, Johnny Carson and Steve Martin and, all these great talk show hosts that know how to pay homage to the people that are jamming behind them. Like Miles said, the personalization of, and that's what was so great about watching old school stuff growing up because they 
did that. They had such respect for each other, whether it was Sammy and Frank and Dean or mm-hmm. whether it was Chet Atkins and Jerry Reed or whether it was, you know, there was this, there's this camaraderie that I think is so beneficial and important when you're in the entertainment world. And it, when you're together with a guy like Miles, you, 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 uh, you know, you, you, you want to, a guy like Miles makes everything that you do better. Right. You know, and that's why I can slip into the comfort zone knowing like, hey, no matter how I sound, I'm going to sound good because Miles is playing behind uh-huh. me mm-hmm. and Miles is singing behind me. And Miles, you know, is going to My I added I gave Miles quite a bit of theatrics in this. And you got a lot of stuff you're singing, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got a lot. You got some lines. You got I mean, it's a it turned it's turned into a, a theatrical concert. Yeah, it it really has. Um, and, and it's a great balance. And like, you know. It's funny, uh, my wife and I both talk about this sometimes, that as much as we both love theater, doing theater, acting, being on stage, being the guy down center stage, I'm super comfortable being a sideman and supporting supporting other people and just playing and like, you know, I don't don't have to be the guy at all. Um, So I love this. This is a perfect combination. I get, you know, I'll sing a little bit, I'll take some solos. (laughs) <laughs> I'll support you and your stories, and you know it's just I, I it's just going to be the blast. I've been I've been looking forward to this for months. I really oh, good. Yeah. Me too. So excited. So good, good, just, good. Me too. Me too. Me too. We're gonna rock. Video. Just don't get behind on the vid. No. Hey, listen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are creating the vid. Oh my god! So everyone, so here's your plug. Go this go see Jay Robert Spencer and Miles Aubrey in in Bobby Spencer's show Seven Thousand Miles to Broadway. They're doing two dates, November sixteenth at Rudder Theater in College Station, Texas, at seven thirty p.m. and November eighteenth at Hill Performance Hall at Eisman Center in Richardson, Texas, at seven thirty p.m. Boom. Well <laughs> yeah, so please go see this incredible partnership. Well, it's a, it's uh, a from a lawyer. Yeah, they, no, it's on, a, it's, on a, it's on a handshake. Exactly, from 20 years ago. 20 years ago. It has yes, been, actually. Tennessee. It has been a lot of ways. Hey, I'm hoping to record it, and if we do a bootleg of it, we'll, we'll send it to y'all. Please. please, we would love to see any We'd clips that you it. have. Send them on over. Yes. We'll post them. Yeah, and I mean, can't wait to see where else the show takes you too. Right? Yes. Not just Texas. It'll. Do, I'm sure you guys will go so many other places. Yeah. I, if we get a good report, then hopefully it'll open up the doors, you know. And if yes. not, then I'll just go down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Take me now, whatever the song is. I know. Well, I, so I, can't, I know the lyrics. I'm sorry. Before before we wrap up, uh, let's talk about Jersey Boys um, for a yeah. second. Um, so when when Donnie left, Miles, did you take over all of Donnie's tracks? So you, so you, so you were playing drums, mm-hmm. and yeah. So can you just and tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, drums um, and guitar. It's funny, you know, when I when I auditioned originally for the first national, um, and got cast as Norm, um, I didn't realize that I didn't realize at the time that I was going to play drums. Um, I, I showed up to rehearsals, and they hand me, you know, all my stuff, and they hand me drum charts, and I'm like, wait a minute, nobody mentioned this. Um, and so luckily I had grew up in Oklahoma playing, you know, had rock bands when I was a teenager and all that guitar. And so I, you know, I've been in a kit and I could keep a beat, you know, I could do some basic stuff. So luckily I was okay to do like walk like a man and whatnot, but, um, 
but uh yeah i mean that gave me a little job security like when donnie yeah. left and of course at that point i was the only other norm right mm -hmm. they, they could exactly. have hired somebody new but they thankfully decided to move me they knew that i played guitar and and i played drums and i could just go right into donnie's track and do it um so i've always felt that they gave me job security the fact that i could play both the instruments and you know all that good of stuff. What, what was it like playing on a moving drum set <laughs> <laughs> well it was particularly tricky on dawn uh, i was mm. always nervous you know i did i don't know three thousand performances of dawn and i was always nervous every time because you know i'm not a drummer uh, by any means um, <laughs> and so i get the click and i have to start that song so i'm the first one <laughs> and so i was always nervous and i was always really happy when my part was over and kevin dow could just take over as i left and <laughs> um and uh but you know it was great i, I had a great time i loved i loved playing the drums um you know it, it, now did you know how to read drum charts no, I mean, you know, it's similar to music. So, you know, you kind of learn, oh, that's the snare and that's that. And then you kind of just use your ear and just, at least I yeah. um The hi-hat's always like, you know, like an X. A little X. Right. And the yeah. snare's always an eighth note and the bass drum's always... So right. it's like... Thank you for the music there. I didn't know. My first song that my first, when I started playing drums... My mom took me to this music store and I took drum lessons from this really cool jazz cat. And he was a short dude, very old, gray hair, and he had a cigarette dangling from his mouth, just like with oh. his ash <laughs> hanging on it. So we're in this small room and he kept having this cigarette with this ash on it. Charlie and Watson. he and he taught me uh, ACDC back in black. Whoa. And so it was like, tss, tss, tss. so it's like, the, you know, the, that was my first time reading drum charts. And uh, wow. I picked it up really quick, but the, the the looking at it made sense that that's the hi hat, that's the snare, mm -hmm. that's the bass drum. It made sense to me when mm -hmm. it came to music itself. Music notes didn't make sense to me. Mm -hmm. Rhythm notes did. Yeah, music yeah. made sense to me with my ear. I learned yeah. it with my ear, you know. Sure. And if I would, and I figured it out on guitar with my ear if it's simple chords and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, yeah, I still remember learning drums from that guy and. Uh, yeah, that drum chart, my first time. It's so exciting, you know, when you're learning something that you love. Absolutely. So, uh, Miles, what when when you started to when you started to cover Nick, what were some of the things you learned about Nick from watching Bobby? Oh my gosh! What did you learn not to do? <laughs> from watching Bobby is what you should say. Well, I learned to be a better actor. I learned to. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, I I think. Uh, I mean, gosh, you know, I, I want to be careful what I say here, but um, I think Nick is, it's easy to overdo Nick. It's easy to mm -hmm. say, oh, I'm going to be the the quirky oddball who's a little intense and a little antisocial and he's going to, and it's easy to overdo that. And Bobby played him with honesty and mm -hmm. with simplicity and you know, just a real honest intensity and, and a sincerity. And so I, I, I certainly remember learning that. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that's one of the keys, you know, don't make him a, a caricature in any way. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? 
Yeah, and I we we we've we've talked about this with with Bobby a little bit. It's like because Nick was the only one who wasn't alive when you know when Des and yeah. Nick when Des Rick uh, Rick Ellis and Marshall Brickman created the show. It's like it it's it's that's like that is the hardest thing to do is not to have him become a caricature and mm. s- be, because you don't know anything about him. So from 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 both of you, what what did you do to ground yourself in that reality? Well, let's let the man who originated the role speak to that. Uh, <laughs> I it was interesting because 2004 and the Internet was just starting and I was in La Jolla. I was in um, at the Old Globe doing Lucky Duck. And mm. on all my time off while I was working on that musical, I was researching Nick Massey. And I came across obituary, um, you know, obituaries and columns about Nick and his passing and what Frankie said in, in the obituary and what Gaudio said. And based off of that, I was starting to get my layers of Nick. Um, and then in the context of that research, that's when I would find out like, oh, Nick did the harmonies for these boys. He did all those harmonies. When Gaudio got really, really high and heavy with his musicality and like his, I guess his um, Brian Wilson-ness, mm-hmm. Nick was more to the like, okay, we don't need you, but hang over there. I'll tell you what to sing. Mm-hmm. But Nick was the real driving force of those harmonies in those early days. And that's something Gaudio said in those obituaries. So for me, it was learning that. But also I drove to Jersey and we hung out in the neighborhood at this great restaurant. Oh man, I am blank. Belmont Tavern. Thank you. Hey. The Belmont Tavern with Broadway Jimmy behind the the behind the counter. And we yeah. walked in there because I was like, I'm, Jenny, I said to my wife, we're gonna go and we're gonna like you know do what De Niro does. Man, we're gonna research the neighborhood, go into this place. My wife's taking pictures, and these guys are like, Hey, what are you doing taking pictures? Who's this guy? What are you yeah. doing? What's this guy? She goes, that's Bobby Spencer. He's my husband. He's playing Nick Massey in the new <laughs> musical of Jersey Boys in the Four Seasons. So when everybody found out that I was going to be the Four Seasons, then everybody came over to me and just huddled me and sent love and drinks and cigarettes. Yeah. And <laughs> it was an amazing evening. I learned a lot about Pesci and Nick Massey and DeVito and Frankie Valley in those three hours that night at the Belmont. So for me... I just decided I'm going to De Niro, De Niro this as much as I can, learn the bass guitar as well. Something to go back to Miles said, he had to play drums. You know, when you were an OBC of JB, you had to be a quadruple threat right? right. in the day. I mean, I was learning bass and harmony, monologues, and dance steps. Mm-hmm. And I think when we got to the point where guys like Miles and I, quadruple threats, were really hard to replace and find then they're like yeah they'll just fake it so they can do the dancing the singing and the acting but the playing part at this point is just like it doesn't matter but it did matter when we started this gig it did you had to play all of it and i was glad to have been a musician that i got hired not just for the acting qualities, but for my musician chops as well you know Mm -hmm. yeah of course and i i just want to say i think you're giving me way too much credit as a dancer to call me a question no <laughs> i'm a mover a strong you guys, mover. You guys hear, singer who moves well do, do you guys want to hear a funny story so when we were yes. talking to richard hester 
when they were when they were in La Jolla, I, I, I like on I don't remember what day it was, but Richard Hester was in like a basement with Sergio Trujillo, and mm-hmm. and Sergio was showing Richard Hester the kind of moves that he wanted to teach teach you guys to do. And it was kind of more of ain't what too ain't too proud and and uh, 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 a Bronx tale. And Richard's like, these guys are never going to be able to do that. <laughs> I can remember Sergio and Kelly Devine pulling into the studio this this you know this old school like school uh, you know rolling table that always had the the TV on it. You know, it always had yep. the, mm-hmm. you roll yep. it in. The TV with the VHS built in, and Sergio yep. was like, "Okay, we're controlling these dance steps," and he would put them <laughs> in the tape. And then it was black and white footage of the old school dance shows, and mm. he would go, "I'm going to stand. I'm in my pajamas, by the way." And he would go, "Okay, we're going to do this." <laughs> so the four of us guys would be in the line. Sergio would be in front. Kelly would be behind us, and the four of us guys. So all of our hips could like move. Oh so my like, gosh! Yep. That's well, great. you got it, Bobby. <laughs> trying to feel it, trying to feel it. And I never forget, like, we were studying all these old black and white tapes. And so he was doing it, though, to see, well, what can these guys do? Right. You know? <laughs> because Richard Hess was like, you're not going to be able to learn that. And that's probably yeah. Richard's like, oh, let's see what they can do. Let's try that. So, so he fit it to you great. guys. He fit yeah. it to what you right. guys yeah. could do. And the, 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 everyone we've talked to who's from the old days from the obc from the original tour cast it's like it was just so raw you know yeah. what you guys were doing and and obviously yeah. the the four seasons weren't dancing like no. temptations you know no, so no. <laughs> no. it was cool just add that little layer of icing on it yeah, yeah. i have to tell you that uh, you know so nowadays for the last couple of years i've played for this amazing artist named brooke eden and um so uh we were playing, we played a lot of pride festivals this year. And so we played Chicago pride mm-hmm. and we added the song. I'm coming out. You know, Diana. Yeah, I'm coming out. Yeah. I want the world to know. So what a great song. I insisted that we add some choreography. So we literally did the, the, the triple pump step at the end of the <laughs> 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 player. And there's video of us like doing the, doing the, who oh, that's cool. Stuff. I love it. Amazing. We have to find this video. Oh That's God. so we fun. We need to find this video. If you can't find please. it, then you yes, can please. show it right here at this point of the podcast yes. while we're talking over it. <laughs> that would be That's great. Amazing. Awesome. Well, anyway, this has been, I think this is a perfect place to, to wrap, wrap up. up. Thank you guys again so much. Miles Thank Aubrey, you. J. Robert Spencer, 7,000 miles to Broadway, November 16th, Rudder Theater, College Station, Texas, 7.30 p.m., November 18th, Hill Performance Hall at Eisenman Center in Richardson, Texas, 7.30 p.m. Be there or be there. That's okay. it. That's you it. got two options. Be there or be <laughs> there. Um, follow us, uh, Silhouette JB Podcast on Instagram. Um, uh, find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to podcasts. Like, and follow J. Yes, Robert Spencer. Robert Spencer so. Miles Aubrey. Miles. Like and subscribe. And gentlemen... Absolutely. Thank you, you know, so you much. You guys appreciate the time. Thank yes. you. Good to see you again, Miles. Good to see you. <laughs> All right. Nice yes, to meet nice you guys. You. And Miles, we would love to have you on for your own episode too, so we yeah. can just deep, like deep Anytime. dive oh. further. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs>
Bobby, you had your time. Yeah, Where do I sign up? Where do I sign up? <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Oh, uh, we love you guys so yes, much and Bobby, you Bobby we'll, we'll of course we'll, we'll, we want to have you back on you know just to you know to, to go through all that you know amen alright yeah. we love you brother yes. have a good one guys thank you, so thank thank you, you. bye bye, bye. <laughs>